Today on the Inside Scoop, Tennessee hosts another big recruiting weekend. Air Nolan's recruitment just got a whole lot more interesting. But first, we have a brand new leader on the recruiting prediction machine for Dylan Rayola. Nebraska, Georgia, and USC are considered the primary teams for Rayola, the number one quarterback in America. Leading up to this weekend, it was the USC Trojans that were trending on the recruiting prediction machine. However, the dogs take over as USC pulls into second. At the, we're about at the midpoint of spring, so this is kind of interesting, although I don't expect Dylan Rayola to decide anywhere soon. Here's what Dogs HQ insider Jake Rowe had to say on his reasoning for putting in a pick for Dylan Rayola to the Dogs. He said, normally the buzz surrounding a prospect in a visit dies down over time. That has not happened with five-star quarterback Dylan Rayola in his latest trip to Georgia. In fact, the buzz has picked up since he left campus. I've heard enough at this point to put in an RPM pick for Georgia. I'm confident in saying right now the Bulldogs have a clear advantage. Holding off USC won't be easy, but I've had multiple sources tell me that UGA couldn't be in a better spot. Now, that's not me. That's Jake Rowe, one of our Dogs insiders at Dogs HQ. My thoughts on this? I've been all over the place with it. At one point, I was convinced it was going to be Nebraska. At another point, I really thought it was going to be Georgia. USC has been in the lead for a bit. But if you read the message boards, which I do, I read the message boards, trust me, there's kind of two camps on this, right? You have one side saying that he is silently committed to Nebraska. He's taken all these other trips for fun. And at the end of the day, he's going to come home to Lincoln. The coaches know this. The, the recruits know. Th That's one side. That's an extreme. Then there's another side that says he's never going to Nebraska. That's not the plan. He will not go to Nebraska. Now, this is the other extreme. This is coming from the Georgia-USC side of things. If you read their message boards, they'll tell you that all these trips to Nebraska are just for fun. I don't, I don't really understand why you would go to Lincoln, Nebraska just for fun. But that's what the other extreme is saying. I don't think either of them are case. I think it's somewhere in the middle. Let's bring on national recruiting analyst Sam Spiegelman right now. Sam, where are you at with it? I mean, we're, we're seeing these RPM changes almost like every two weeks for Dylan Rail at this point. But where are you at with it? Do you agree with the RPM? I mean, if we're going by which campus is having the most fun, we're looking at USC and L.A. versus Athens, Georgia, and Lincoln, Nebraska. This is not about fun. This is about figuring out where Dylan Rayola is going to go play college. You know, ultimately, I don't think that he is going to end up in Nebraska. And that's not because um, the coaching staff isn't doing a, a full court press. Uh, Rule is, is giving Nebraska the best shot they've ever had to get someone like Dylan Rayola. Obviously, we all know his family ties to the coaching staff. But momentum feels like it's shifted away from Nebraska. He's, he's, he lives in Phoenix. That's close to USC with Lincoln Riley, the quarterback whisperer who's preparing um, to have another first-round pick at the at Dylan's position next year's draft. And then you're looking at Georgia, which, you know, has had a couple of five-star big-name quarterbacks in the past, but is coming off a two-time runs at the national championship with a non-five-star quarterback leading the way. And much like Arch Manning in this position last year, Georgia is is one of the two or three leaders in the in the clubhouse. And he's seeing he can walk into a, a program where everything is is all ready to go to go and win a, a natty to compete for SEC championships, he would be the missing piece at quarterback. So it, that's probably what he's weighing at this point. I don't know that for sure. Um, 
But listen, Nebraska, I think it means more to get Dylan Rayola, but I think that they are going to have to play behind USC and Georgia, which have a lot more momentum, like you said, midway through the spring as he's continued to see these schools over and over and over again. Yeah, the truth usually lies somewhere in the middle. So I, I do think that Dylan Rayola is torn. Um, I don't think he went to Nebraska last weekend with his entire family and spent the weekend with the fans and all that because he's not he's never signing with Nebraska. Like, I don't I don't subscribe to that narrative. That doesn't work for me. I think that Dylan Rayola is working through this. I think that this is a big decision for him that doesn't come as easily as fans want to make it out to be. Uh, He has an official visit set in early June for UGA. Think he's going to set up more. I don't think that'll be the only one. I mean, if that's the only one, then that's very telling. But I do expect him to set some more visits. So that, to me, means that his timeline for a decision is really nowhere soon. We're going to talk shortly here about other QBs coming off the board. But, Sam, do you think that the QB domino race that's happening right now could impact Dylan Rayola's timeline, maybe speed it up a little bit? Or is he kind of dancing to his own beat? Yeah, I think when you're number one at, at that position, We've talked about this on the show at, at length, but you know, a good chunk of the top 20 quarterbacks in the country are already off the board. And um, of the places he's considering, a lot of those schools have either filled up a spot like like Ryan Puglisi at Georgia or, or your USC and Nebraska, and you're all in on Dylan Rayola. So those are the schools he's considering, and there's spots waiting for him at all those schools. Um, Ohio State is still looking for their guys since he left. There, of all the options, there's still time. I think Dylan's going to play this out. He's already been committed. I'm sure the second time he makes his decision, he wants to be a little bit more confident in it. Um, I, and if he's taking June official visits, like most quarterbacks, he's on that traditional timeline. I'll, he'll have it done before his senior season. Yeah, maybe the fact that Dylan Rayo already made one commitment decommitted from Ohio State a couple months ago. Maybe that's why this thing's taken so long to to play itself out when other QBs are coming off the board. But we'll see what happens with Dylan Rail. I know Nebraska fans didn't like the news when they woke up this morning to a new leader on the RPM, but thank Jake Rowe. Don't, don't get in the comments section of this video <laughs> with all the anger. Don't do it. It's Jake Rowe, Dogs HQ. Go check him out. He's got some great work over there. All right. Thanks, Sam. We got action at the quarterback position. Two more top 10 2024 QBs came off the board in the past week. The number four QB, Jaden Davis, committed to Michigan on Friday. We've been all over that. The four-star out of Charlotte, North Carolina, chose Michigan over Clemson, USC, and Michigan State. And boy, he thinks he's going to be the face of the program. This is what he told on three after one of, one of the times I vividly remember is me being in Coach Harbaugh's office and him telling me that the weight of the program is on my shoulders. I'm going to be the face of that Wolverine program, Jaden Davis. Now, that's what you'd expect from Jaden Davis. He's the number four ranked QB overall. Love that mentality. Another QB coming off the board was the number seven ranked QB, Jake Merklinger. He committed to Tennessee on Thursday. So here's a look at the top 10. Seven of the 10 are now committed. We've been chopping away at this list. The three that remain uncommitted in the top 10 are number one, Dylan Rayola, who we've already spoken about. Number six, Elijah Brown out of California. And number 10, Air Nolan. Last week, we predicted four QBs. Jaden Davis to Michigan, Sam and I hit on that one. Jake Merklinger to Tennessee, Sam and I hit on that one. Those two come off the board. There's still two more that we talked about last week remaining. 
And one of them just got real interesting. The two I'm referring to are Air Nolan out of Georgia and Michael Hawkins out of Texas. With Hawkins, I think Sam and I both still feel real good about Oklahoma. And last week when we talked about Air Nolan, the number 10 ranked quarterback in America, we thought it was either Clemson or Miami. I was leaning a little bit more towards Miami while Sam a little bit more towards Clemson. Now, Aaron Nolan, like I said, the number 10 ranked QB in the country, he decides on Saturday, April 8th, and there's several teams that have him at the top of their board, namely Miami, Clemson, and Arkansas, although that was heading into the weekend. He went to go visit Texas A&M and Ohio State this weekend. Yes, less than a week from his decision, he leaves Ohio State's campus with an offer. How, so I want to bring on national recruiting analyst Sam Spiegelman right now. Sam, you saw the big news coming out of the weekend. Air Nolan picks up the offer from Ohio State about seven days before his big decision. How big of an impact will the offer have on his commitment? Uh, ever since Dylan Rayola decommitted from Ohio State, the Buckeyes, Ryan Day, and Corey Dennis have been in search of their quarterback for the 2024 class. We know that they have they issued an offer to, to Jaden Davis, who we know was all off the board, committed to their rival Michigan. And right now their their focus is on Aaron Noland, who they've offered, and they continue to have dialogue with the Georgia commit, Ryan Piglisi. And we know that Ohio State has kept their list short. And, and right now you have to look at Aaron Noland being at the top after he visited over the weekend. Um, the staff has been in heavy contact with him for several months at this point. So um, basically recruiting him as if he was going to get that offer. Um, with the way that Ohio State has operated with, you know, one of the nation's best offenses, a vertical attack skill set, Ryan Day, who's getting ready to turn out another first-round pick at that position, I think Ohio State has to be considered. We didn't feel too strongly about Miami versus Clemson. Both we know are in it, along with Arkansas. But I think Ohio State is definitely going to be a factor moving forward for Nolan. You guys, do me a favor right now. Like and subscribe to the On3 YouTube page. We're out here Monday and Thursday with the Inside Scoop. J.D. Piquel has all your college football news every Tuesday and Thursday live. All right, guys, hit that subscribe button for me. So if we look at the teams that are involved here, right, let's, let's play the all-in game. Who's all-in on Air Nolan? Miami, they're all-in. Clemson is all-in. Ohio State is now all in. Arkansas, they're definitely all in. Texas A&M, though, they have a QB committed. Would you consider them all in? You, you can't be all in if you already have Anthony Maddox Jr. already committed. But we do know that A&M, Bobby Petrino, they didn't sign a quarterback last year in 2023. And they're hoping to sign two quarterbacks, including Maddox, in 2024. And you know, try to pair someone with Air Nolan's skill set in Bobby Petrino's offense. You'd imagine that they would love to get Air Nolan, um, but you can't possibly say that they're all in having Anthony Maddox already in the bag. All right, two more teams we got to cover here. I'm going to say, and you probably agree with me, but Oregon not a real factor in this recruitment. Not that, not that I believe. Okay, then we got Alabama. Air Nolan is at Alabama today. This is an interesting one because we're trying to figure out who's all in. Now, Alabama has Julian Sane committed. Of course, Air Nolan's a very talented quarterback, and Alabama would definitely take more talent because that's what they do. But what do you think this visit is going to do? Because we know the Ohio State visit shook some stuff up with Air Nolan's recruitment. Now he's at Alabama today. Yeah, um, like you said, Julian Sayan has been a part of Alabama's class since the fall, but we also know that Tommy Reese wasn't the offensive coordinator for Nick Saban um, when Julian Sayan decided to commit to 
Alabama over Georgia and LSU. Um, listen, Saiyan has been in touch with Tommy Reese. They, the two have, have been in contact. They're getting to know each other. Saiyan is, is going to get to campus. And, and I expect Alabama to hold on to Saiyan coming from the West Coast and, you know, look at some of the schools that still need quarterbacks out on that part of the country. But I like the development between Tommy Reese and, and Julian Saiyan. Now, Tommy Reese has continued to recruit Air Nolan. I don't think Alabama would say no to him. But I think if you're Air Nolan and you're looking at some of these other options with Clemson and Miami without quarterbacks, Ohio State without a quarterback, just put the offer on the table. I think that he's considering Alabama. As the kids say, Bama is Bama. And maybe if that relationship with Tommy Reese is strong enough, it could lift them a little bit higher. I still think they're going to have a tough road to go to beat out the Clemsons, the Miamis, and Ohio States for for Aaron Nolans. Yeah, and, and the number one rule on the inside scoop, I'm about to break it. Never count out Bama. Well, I'm going to count out. I'm counting out Bama right now. I know this is pre-visit, but my thoughts on this are Aaron Nolan grew up a Buckeye fan. He has all the offers everywhere in the country, but he still has Ohio State in that top seven, even before the offer came. Now he finally makes it to Columbus. They officially offer him. He leaves campus, and this morning he told the athletic, Ari Wasserman, quote, I know where I'm going, and to me, Hearing that quote, I'm just going to play a game of connect the dots, right? He goes to Columbus, finally gets the offer, leaves campus. Even with Alabama on the docket today, he leaves campus saying, I think I know where I'm going. Now, I know, Sam, we predicted different teams, but I'm changing my prediction from last week from Miami to now Ohio State. Where are you at with it? Yeah, um, you know, we had talked about this off the air and, and last week. Aaron Nolan has had this visit to Ohio State scheduled since March. Um, it's been on the books for some time. The way that it's played out, I have sources telling me that, that Ohio State is going to be a factor. That's why I feel very confident saying that on, on air with you, Josh. Um, I'm, I'm moving closer and closer. As the week goes on, I feel it'll be an obstacle for me not to change my pick or at least put my first pick in for Ohio State. I feel better about the Buckeyes than I did about Clemson or Miami, who – seemed like they were going toe-to-toe with, with this Ohio State offer looming. Yeah, and we'll talk about it again on Thursday's show because I want to see the fallout from this Alabama visit and kind of where our heads are at after that. But, you know, right now I know this is – you had Clemson. I thought it was going to be Miami. So the ramifications from this, it's going to cause an impact with the QB dominoes because if – Air Nolan does go to say Ohio State. Well, Clemson and Miami are still needing in need of that premier quarterback for this class. So there's a lot more to go. And Sam, we'll talk more about Air Nolan on Thursday. Thanks for stopping by the inside scoop. Tennessee was back at it this weekend on the practice field. They held a spring scrimmage and pro day which brought out top recruits. So once again, Tennessee was the place to be for a big recruiting weekend. It brought out the number one offensive tackle in America, Brandon Baker out of California. And this is what he had to say to VolQuest afterward. I would say Tennessee is a school that I definitely am looking forward to getting back to. I'm kind of in the process at the end of April to breaking down my list to a top 10. So it sounds safe to say Tennessee is going to make that list for number one offensive tackle Brandon Baker. Now, I want to bring on national recruiting analyst Sam Spiegelman to talk about the next recruit. They had another number one on campus, Sam. Number one defensive lineman Williams Winnery made his Tennessee. Now, the RPM is trending heavily to Oklahoma. So what is the pull to the Midwest? And does anyone have a shot of pulling him from that area of the country? 
I think you're you're talking about the team right now. This is Winnery's second visit to Tennessee this spring. He's been, he was there in January. He's been back now to start with April. Um, and Tennessee is already in a really good spot to get an official visit. Um, right now, I think the school that's that's giving Winnery the biggest run is is Oklahoma. He's been there more than any other campus um, in the country so far. And we we you know we know that that Oklahoma has a defensive minded head coach and Brent Venables and the, a staff that's full of D line and front seven oriented coaches that that's gotten Winnery's attention. But Tennessee is is making a run, and you see who they have on campus. They have a lot of under, under John Heupel, they've been recruiting number ones a lot, number one quarterbacks, number one D linemen, number one offensive tackles. That's kind of the trend under Josh Heupel and Tennessee's resurgence in the SEC. And um, the way they've been recruiting Winnery, they're also recruiting his, his good friend, his tight end, Jaden Riddell, the number one tight end in the country they had on campus. I think that the way that they're recruiting with these elite players um, after a resurgent year, I think they really do have their attention. And um, the, the spring visit, the, the feedback has been all really positive about Tennessee. There's a lot of momentum at their practices, at their scrimmages, a lot of excitement in the coaching staff. And with Tim Banks as, as Tennessee's defensive, a really good job of recruiting. And I think Winarian is, is it's heading toward a Tennessee-Oklahoma battle at this point in the, in the cycle. All right, we'll see how that plays out. But right now, I need you guys to do me a favor. Tennessee fans, go ahead and like and subscribe to the On3 YouTube page. We got you guys covered throughout the spring with all these exciting recruiting developments. My man J.D. Piquel has the latest college football news. So go ahead, Tennessee fans, right now, hit that subscribe button for me. All right, some more big news to cover. Chad Simmons put in a prediction for four-star athlete Boo Carter to Tennessee. He's a really exciting athlete out of Chattanooga, six foot 180. Tennessee now running away with it on the RPM, Sam, with 95%. But tell me, Ole Miss is still after him. You got Ohio State, Oregon. Is it too late? Or do, do you think Tennessee has this one wrapped up for Boo Carter? I don't think it's wrapped up, but I, I tend to agree with, with Chad. Um, I also followed him with an RPM for Tennessee. And, and it, the, the fact is, Boo Carter was in Knoxville again over the weekend. That's the in-state team, and they are recruiting Boo hardest. Um, they like him on the defensive side of the ball. We just talked about Tim Banks, their defensive coordinator, also works with the defensive backs. And I think that um, is a major thing to watch with Boo Carter. But um, Tennessee will get an official visit. So will uh, Michigan, Ohio State. Uh, Colorado, Oregon, all also trending for, for official visits from Boo Carter, but he's a Tennessee kid. Um, yeah, there's a lot of pull from those Pac-12 and Big Ten teams, but Tennessee coming hardest, had him on campus, had a lot of positive reviews of the Tennessee practices and the way that they're recruiting him, feeling like a priority. I'm with Chad. I think Tennessee is the team to beat. Still a little bit of ways to go for Boo as he continues to navigate through these visits. You've been watching Boo Carter on the 7-on-7 seven -seven circuit. What makes him so special? He really is so special, and, and first and foremost, he plays on both sides of the ball, which, you know, in seven-on-seven, seven, it can get a little bit mundane and a little bit redundant. When you see a playmaker on offense and defense, you know, on a, on a given weekend on both sides of the ball, it definitely captures your attention. Um, I find him to be very smooth on offense. He catches everything thrown to him. A lot of contested catches in the middle, but he can jump and, and win on 50-50 on balls. And defensively, I mean – He's had an interception every single tournament I've seen him playing defense. So whether that's spot duty or if he moves there full time, he's he's got a nose for the football. Which if you're playing safety um, and you're you're versatile like Boo Carter, I think that's a great trait to be having. All right, now let's switch over to the defensive back side of the ball. Four-star safety Travaris Banks was on campus. He's out of Alabama. 
Tennessee is really recruiting a lot of defensive backs. We talked about four-star Aaron Scott out of Ohio, but this weekend it was Banks that was on campus. Do you think Tennessee did enough on this visit? Yeah, um, you know, to me, Travaris Banks, we know that Florida State is a contender for him, and now we know that Tennessee is, is another contender. Um, he's, he said that Tennessee is, is very likely to get an official visit again, um, and he's going to make his decision here on June 18th. Yeah. Um, he's he's going to see Florida. He's going to see Ole Miss. He just got to see Oklahoma and Mississippi State for the first times. Um, but he's been steadily visiting Florida State and steadily been recruited by Tennessee. He had dinner at Josh Heupel's house, um, got a lot of positive reviews from, from the coaches and also the current Vols on the roster about Tim Banks' coaching style. I think this is becoming a two-team race with FSU and Tennessee. And again, we talked about it. Tennessee is recruiting at a very high level. There's another on 300 safety that they're recruiting to their secondary, along with someone, another on 300 athlete like Boo Carter. Um, the way that they're recruiting, it just shows that Tennessee is, is on a different stratosphere right now with, with the guys that they're recruiting, um, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, we were waiting for Tennessee recruiting to heat up, but I think with the commitment of Jake Merklinger last Thursday, Tennessee's got it rolling. They got a top 10 class now, and it's only just starting. Always like talking Tennessee recruiting with you. Thanks, Sam. Two of the top five running backs in America are now committed. On Sunday, Ohio State landed number five ranked back in the country, James Peoples. Peoples was in Columbus all weekend for a multi-day visit. The four-star running back out of Texas announced his big commitment to the Buckeyes on social media last night. So let's bring on national recruiting analyst Sam Spiegelman. And I want to look at what remains of the top five uncommitted backs in the country. As you see here, you have number two running back Cam Davis committed to FSU, along with number five James People committed to Ohio State. So now you see the number one running back, Jarrett Gibson. He's trending to Texas. Meanwhile, the number three back, Taylor Tatum, is looking like he'll end up out of state. He's from Texas, but he's considering Michigan, USC, Ohio State, and Oregon. Those are the main contenders. The number four back is from the state of Washington, Jason Brown. I think he's going to stay out west. I got him either Oregon or USC. Brown was on campus this past weekend at USC. And then you have the number five running back, James People. He's the second back out of Texas, and he just committed to Ohio State. So, Sam, you have the Texas Longhorn seemingly ignoring the in-state talent and going into the state of Florida to land the number one back in America. Last year, they did it with Cedric Baxter. This year, they're running away on the RPM with Jared Gibson. So what do you make of Tennessee's strategy? Are they ignoring in-state talent, or are they just going after the best of the best? Yeah, uh, listen, it's hard to argue with Steve Sarkeesian uh, when, when, when you're, if you're quote-unquote ignoring the in-state talent and still getting the number one player at that position, it's hard to fault Texas for, for looking in that direction. But um, certainly, I mean, they, they were recruiting James Peoples very hard, and they still are recruiting Taylor Tatum, two of the best five backs in America, both from the Lone Star State, very hard. And, and the same goes for Texas A&M, which is also recruiting Taylor Tatum very hard as well. But um, listen, if you Taylor Tatum and, and James Peoples are two different very styles of backs. And then you look at Jarrett Gibson, who's a different style of back. So to me, of course, like regionally, if you're, you know, politically, if you're Texas, you should be recruiting in-state talent. It's, it's a smart move with developing relationships and rapport with high school coaches. But if you are Steve Sarkeesian, one of the best offensive play callers in America, and you believe that Jarrett Gibson, who I feel very good about Texas over Tennessee on the RPM right now, 
um, is a better skill set to, to fit into this offense, then listen, it's, it, Texas is a national brand just like Alabama and USC and Ohio State. So if you have the ability, listen, and also Texas, you, you can take two running backs. Texas is so full of running backs on a given cycle that um, they might have felt that Oklahoma was a threat for James people with Ohio State and that Georgia, Michigan, and USC are, are too big of threats for Taylor Tatum. There might be another in-state back, a blue chip, that Texas feels better about keeping home than maybe one of these top five backs. All right. So tell me about Taylor Tatum. Do you think ultimately he's going to sign with one of those in-state programs or do you have him pegged out of state? Yeah, right now, I, the feeling that I get is he's leaning out of state. He's coming off a visit to Georgia, which was really important. And that's been a long, a long visit in the works. Um, Del McGee, one of the best recruiters in the country, has kind of zeroed in on Taylor Tatum fitting that Georgia physical running style. Um, he just, he's been to Ohio State. He's been to Michigan. He's set to go back to USC for their spring game. I think it's his third or fourth visit out west to see Lincoln Riley's program. And Lincoln Riley was recruiting Taylor Tatum when he was at Oklahoma. So that relationship has some, some tenure to it. Um, listen, he had a really great junior day visit in Austin a couple of weeks ago. And, and he's been to Texas A&M a good chunk, especially over the last year for several games and junior days. It just feels like the out-of-state schools have a leg up with Taylor Tatum right now. You know, when it comes close to decision time, it might be, you know, more inclined to stay closer to home. But East Texas, right now, it feels like he might be going out of state. Yeah, it does. So we'll see there. But And let's talk about James Peoples for a second. You said he is a different style back. What's Ohio State getting in James Peoples? You know, you look at James People, one of the more productive players on paper, but I love the, the ability he's going to have in that passing attack. You know, we know that um, – Jeremiah Smith is their five-star wide receiver already on this offense. And now you look at someone like James People out of the backfield. Sure, he's great with, with speed running to the outside, but he's such a great pass catcher. He's dangerous in space. Um, I think he's going to be, you know, if they get someone like an Aaron Nolan running this like, with James People behind him, you think about the possibilities and the speed from the quarterback and running back positions alone. And that can really be tempting with Ryan Day calling the shots on offense. Yeah, Ohio State starting to put together those offensive weapons like they normally do. All right, Sam, we talked about QB dominoes earlier. Well, it looks like the running back dominoes are starting to fall. So thanks for checking in with us on the Inside Scoop. Thank you for watching. Make sure you smash that subscribe button for me. And remember to check out all the videos on the On3 YouTube page.